minutes before 10 on the Rise FM mid-morning show with myself and Bumimbete. And uh, as promised, we've got the trust chief CEO of Love Life Trust, rather, Dr. Linda Ngobengomo. Um, that was Beyonce with Black Parade. Just a shout out to Dr. Sam Mnis. From one doctor to another. Good morning, Dr. Linda. Welcome to Rise FM. Lambetta, good morning. Thank you so much for inviting me to the show. It's such a pleasure to have you this morning. I've seen you speak to young people and your energy is absolutely contagious. Um, just speaking of young people, today's World AIDS Day and I was listening to, uh, I think it's Professor Salim Karim who was just talking uh, about the briefing, uh, he was briefing doctors rather, in Healthcare Coalition and uh, he was outlining South Africa's COVID-19 uh, trajectory, highlighting you know the important turns and the uh, pandemic but what we also noticed was the decrease in conversations with regards to tb and hiv and in fact they said even tests had decreased during this pandemic how has love life kept the conversation around hiv and aids prevention going during this COVID 19 period Anthony, we normally would be talking to young people in face-to-face um, environments around HIV AIDS. And with COVID and with lockdown, we had to change our modus operandi. So we have been keeping the conversations going predominantly through social media engagement. So we've been on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, and we've got a YouTube channel. So that's what we've been using to engage with young people. We've been hosting virtual events with them. So we'll have a virtual party. And it's during that virtual party, we're sending out the messaging that is so important. But it is a concern that we've had that during the shutdown Young people, or, and generally people, were not going to clinics to get their medication. They were not testing. So that's something that really has kept us quite concerned. And we tried our very best to ensure that we could quickly and seamlessly migrate from face-to-face to social media and community radio stations. Oh, I saw one of those virtual parties with Shoma Josie shutting it down, doctor, shutting yes, it down. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but as a country, we face another pandemic. Um, we face a scourge of gender-based violence and femicide. And I know that Love Life has a couple of programs, but so much focus has been, um, I think, generally in the world with regards to empowering the girl child and the fear that leaving the boy child behind might just cause, you know... A, a, we're creating a new problem in the future. Tell us about the programs that you have for the boy child. So we have got what we call a boy child program that's trying to look at the holistic development of boys. So we want to be looking at where they are in their physical development, making them aware of the dangers of HIV, AIDS, STIs, and cancers that affect boys, as well as their mental and social well-being. But that's a program that we cannot have as, as a standalone program for me, because what we teach boys in our programs, they need to be able to go home and see the same message being reinforced, see the message being reinforced at mm. schools and so on. It is important that as the as we try to, to balance gender relations, we are raising a group or a generation of boys and young men that are not threatened by this new species of empowered females that they're now having to live side by side with, which they've never seen before. And so that program really requires us as parents 
to raise our children differently, to change the narratives of gender roles in our homes and carry it on into schools, carry it on into communities so that what's being done at policy, at policy level, there's a whole ecological environment to enable it to be implemented and cemented in our boy children. Absolutely necessary uh, during the 16 days of activism against gender-based violence and femicide that uh, we're seeing here. Um, I'm chatting to Dr. Linda Ngobengomo. It's about quarter to 10 on Rise FM. We're talking on this World AIDS Day, you know, from how we've shifted our focus on HIV and AIDS prevention because of the pandemic and um, also some of the other social ills that we face. And she's the CEO of uh, Love Life Trust. And uh, you're also very active on social media. So just follow at Rise FM 943. I've Dr. Linda there and Love Life so that you can keep up with all the programs that they're doing. But perhaps as we wrap it up, um, you mentioned families, um, society in general. How can we as community members get involved in some of the work that Love Life does? So we need communities to support us in the work that we're doing. So let me tell you some of the things that are really problematic and they start and communities see them and are saying nothing. And that's where the problem is. Mm. They are saying nothing. We've got nine, 10-year-olds falling pregnant. And the whole community knows that that little, the school knows that little learner is no longer coming to school. The community is seeing this child is pregnant and nobody is doing anything about it until the child goes to a facility to deliver. We've got situations where community knows that man is abusive. He beats us, beats up his wife. He drags her into the street and nobody says anything. And that negates all the work that we're trying to do to create safe societies, to keep, uh, to raise an HIV. Free, uh, an HIV-free um, generation, we need communities who want to be counted, who want to make a difference, and who want to be the safe places where abuse is going on. And one of the things, you know, we talk about gender-based violence, Mpumi, but we're not talking about man-on-man and boy-on-boy violence, which is a bigger mm. problem that mm. we face as a country. And so we need to be having communities whereby Umabebona, two boys wanting to fight, a man will intervene and say, hang on, that's not the way to resolve this issue. Let's sit down. Let's listen to you. Let's listen to you. Now, how do we get the two of you to understand each other without resorting to violence? So, so communities have to stand up. They've got to be counted. They've got to be part of the environment that's safe for girls and for boys physically, mentally, and socially. Absolutely. That's what we need communities to do here. Always a pleasure chatting to you. Thank you so much, Doc, and thank you for making the time. Thank you for the work that you do, and all the best to you and your team. And I know that you've got quite a lot happening today as well. We'll follow you at RiseFM 943 and retweet all that information.